Chapter Thirteen of the Story Book of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Story Book of Science by Jean Henri Fabre. Translated by Florence Bicknell. Chapter Thirteen, Metal Plating. In the morning, some wandering coppersmiths were passing. Mother Ambrosine had sold them the old kettle. Besides the sale, they were to make over the lamp, whose foot had melted on the stove, and replate two saucepans. So the smiths lighted a fire in the open air, set up their bellows on the ground, and in a large round iron spoon melted the old lamp, adding a little tin to replace what had been lost. The melted metal was run into a mold, from which it came out in the shape of a lamp. This lamp, still pretty large, was fixed on the lathe, which a little boy set in motion, and while it turned, the master touched it with the edge of a steel tool. The tin thus planed off fell in thin shavings, rolled up like curl papers. The lamp was visibly becoming perfect. It took the proper polish and shape. Afterward, they busied themselves plating the copper saucepans. They cleaned them thoroughly inside with sand, put them on the fire, and, when they were very hot, went over the whole of their surface with a tow-pad in a little melted tin. Wherever the pad rubbed, the tin stuck to the copper. In a few moments the inside of the saucepan, red before, was now shiny white. Emil and Jules, while eating their little lunch of apples and bread, looked on at this curious work without saying a word. They promised themselves to ask their uncle the reason for whitening the inside of the copper saucepans with tin. In the evening, accordingly, they spoke of the tinning and plating. Highly cleaned and polished iron is very brilliant, explained their uncle. The blade of a new knife, Claire's scissors, carefully kept in their case, are examples. But, if exposed to damp air, iron tarnishes quickly and covers itself with an earthy and red crust called rust, interposed Claire. Yes, it is called rust. The big nails that hold the iron wires where the bellflowers climb up the garden wall are covered with that red rust, remarked Jules. And Emil added, This old knife I found in the ground is covered with it too. Those large nails and the old knife are encrusted with rust because they have remained for a long time exposed to the air and dampness. Damp air corrodes iron. It becomes incorporated with the metal and makes it unrecognizable. When rusty, iron no longer has the properties that make it so useful to us. It is a kind of red or yellow earth, in which, without looking attentively, it would be impossible to suspect a metal. I can well believe it, said Jules. For my part, I should never have taken rust for iron, with which air and moisture had become incorporated. Many other metals rust like iron. That is to say, they are converted into earthly matter by contact with damp air. The color of rust varies according to the metal. Iron rust is yellow or red. That of copper is green, lead and zinc white. Then the green rust of old pennies is copper rust, said Jules. The white matter that covers the nozzle of the pump must be lead rust, queried Claire. Exactly. The prime difficulty with rust is that it makes metals ugly. They lose their brilliance and polish. But it works still greater injury. 
there are harmless rusts which might get mixed with our food without danger such as iron rust on the contrary copper and lead rusts are deadly poisons if by mischance these rusts should get into our food we might die or at least we should experience cruel suffering we will speak only of copper for lead on account of its quick melting cannot go on the fire and is not used for kitchen utensils copper rust i say is a mortal poison and yet they prepare food in copper vessels ask mother amprosine very true said she but i always have my eye on my saucepans i keep them very clean and from time to time have them replated well, i don't understand put in jules how the work that the tinsmith did this morning could prevent the copper rust being a poison the smith's work will not make the copper rust cease to be a poison replied uncle paul but it will prevent the rusts forming of the common metals tin rusts the least exposed to air a long time it scarcely tarnishes and then the rust which forms in small quantities is innocuous like iron rust to prevent copper from covering itself with poisonous green spots to preserve it from rust it must be kept from contact with damp air and also with certain elementary substances such as vinegar oil grease substances that provoke the rapid formation of rust for this reason the copper saucepan is coated over with tin inside under the thin bed of tin which covers it the copper cannot rust because it is no longer in contact with the air the tin remains but this metal changes with difficulty and besides its rust if it forms any is harmless so they play copper that is to say they cover it with a thin bed of tin to prevent its rusting and thus to prevent the formation of the dangerous poison that might some day or other be mixed with our food they also tin iron not to prevent the formation of poison for the rust of this metal is harmless but simply to preserve it from changing and covering itself with ugly red spots this tinned iron is called tin plate lids coffee pots dripping pans graters lanterns and innumerable other things are of tin plate that is to say thin sheets of iron covered on both sides with a coating of tin end of chapter 13 recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida